0: Welcome to the NDIS Property Australia podcast. Before starting this episode, we need to provide a general disclaimer. Information contained in this podcast is general in nature only. It does not take into account the objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular person. You need to consider your financial situation and needs before making any decisions based on the information in this podcast. And you should consider seeking independent and professional advice for your personal circumstances. All right, let's begin.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the NDIS Property Australia podcast. It's Erin here with Min and Shannon, and today we're going to be talking about cerebral palsy as it is Cerebral Palsy Awareness Month this month. So uh, Min, do you just want to get us started and we'll talk a bit about what cerebral palsy is?
2: Well, I think I'll leave that more to Shannon to talk about because I just want to say the importance of this topic here today is about mm-hmm. the fact that cerebral palsy is um, number two on the list of the disabilities in the in NDIS, which are, sorry, let me phrase it, number two on the SDA charts. Yeah. So number one uh, in terms of disability, in terms of dis- participants, is intellectual disability and number t- at 48%. Yeah. And number two is cerebral palsy at 12%. So uh, in terms of SDA participants who are already funded for housing, Cerebral palsy is a very important disability to be aware of as a investor and also as providers and, and, and the community as well. Now that's number two on the list of SDA funding. However, on the, on the overall scheme of things, so there are about 502,000 people in the NDIS and cerebral palsy is listed as uh, 4%. So 16,500 16, participants in the NDIS have cerebral palsy, and that was based off a um, a, a, a number of um, four hundred sixty-six thousand people about four or five months ago. So we're now at about uh, five hundred thousand participants in the NDIS. So at that number there, as of January, we're looking at four or five percent of participants in the NDIS as cerebral palsy, but within the SDA program, we're looking at twelve percent. So that's why it's so important for us to yeah. talk about today. But um, yeah, but. For the question there, we pass it off to Shannon. Shannon, what's, um, what is cerebral palsy?
3: Yeah, um, so cerebral palsy is a uh, group of disorders that affects a person's ability to move and maintain balance and posture. Um, so it might present itself as movement and coordination problems, mm-hmm. um, neurological disorders, yeah. um, and it's co- um, it is caused by abnormal brain development or damage to the developing brain that affects a person's ability to control his or her muscles. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. It,
2: it, it, it it's often hard for people to actually know what cerebral palsy is, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, um I was saying to Shannon the other day that I myself didn't really know what it was. Mm. Like obviously I know that it's like it's around it's, like it's a disability, but I didn't really know like how it presents itself. I've never really known that.
2: So I think I read somewhere last week that you could actually visually see if you know the symptoms on the yeah. on, on the on the document or well, the symptoms you actually, Shannon. How would you? I think somewhere in the notes there it describes as best way to know if someone has cerebral palsy is their sort of awkward movements. Is that right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So um, there's fluffiness or um, rigidity in the trunk and limbs. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that goes back to, like, movement and coordination problems mm-hmm. that they might seem a bit unbalanced compared mm. to someone like you and me. Mm. Um, and really, I guess, like, the most easiest way to maybe spot some of, like, cerebral palsy, depending on the severity level, would be whether or not they're using a walker or a mm. wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they use crutches
1: as well? Is crutches often...?
3: Uh, crutches would sort of, like, f- like sort of go hand in hand with, like, a walker. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah.
1: Um, so,
2: but I, I see here in our notes here that there's two, there's neurological and there's physical. Yeah. So, so neurological, you can't really see it. It's just really hearing and vision problems, you know, intellectual disabilities, mental disorders. So that's, that's it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But physical, you can actually see it by the floppiness, the unsteady walking, um, difficulty in speech. Yeah. Um, and I'm just reading here, spastic paralysis. What, is, what does that mean, spastic paralysis?
3: I suppose it would mean that maybe, uh, like, my my best guess could probably be that they mm. um, probably would act in erratic ways from time to time. Like, yeah, maybe, yeah. Um, you know, maybe they'll fling the arm up in the yeah, air yeah, 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 or yeah. something like that. Mm, yeah. I think it can also
1: mean, I could be very wrong, but spastic usually means, like, kind of like a seizure. Like, it's mm, not, mm, it's not mm, constant. Yep. Does that mean, like, so like how some people would have a seizure, like someone who might have cerebral palsy might have a, like... They might have a moment, like a moment of paralysis, or if they are paralysed, they mm-hmm. might have like mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, like uncontrolled movements that might just happen.
3: Exactly, and I think it's so um, interesting that both um, we've both mentioned um, about intellectual and seizures because with a cell palsy diagnosis, as the person gets older, sometimes they'll start to um, present other disorders like oh, okay. um, yeah. epilepsy or intellectual. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, didn't you say before, Min, that intellectual disabilities were really, really high on their SDA or the NDIS? Number one at forty-eight percent in NUS or SDA?
2: Uh, SDA, sorry, SDA.
1: Well, that's interesting because you just said that people with cerebral palsy can often develop intellectual disabilities, which you know they could then. I d- I doubt that they would go. They would fall into another category. I think that they would still stay in SDA, mm-hmm. but they would definitely count towards the numbers of other categories. And I guess we've spoken about the symptoms. So, in your opinion, Shannon, like why why do you think that this awareness month is so important for people that are living with CP?
3: I think it's so important that we celebrate um, Cerebral Palsy Awareness Month, which is which is in March. Um, it's so important for um, everyone to be involved in that because it brings awareness mm-hmm. to um, cerebral palsy. Yeah. Um, and people get to have a better um, understanding of what actually self is how someone might present it yeah. um, what treatments might be available and what help is available for people diagnosed with epilepsy yeah.
1: on that what treatments are available like is there like are there treatments available for someone
3: um so there are some medications that can be taken mm. um such as um Dizepan, but I think that it's so important that...
1: Dizepin is a muscle relaxant, um, relaxant, relaxant, is that correct? Yes. Yeah, okay. So that would help with things like the, the spasms and all of that sort of stuff? Exactly,
3: yeah. exactly. Oh, like, you know, the tensing of the muscles, um, which might be present in, the, like, their legs or feet. Yeah. Um, but it's so important, like, that if someone does have solar palsy to speak to a doctor about what kind of medication would yeah. be best suited for them.
1: Yeah. Are there any other treatments that are available
3: there you can do like self-care activities mm-hmm. um as well as so, like there are medical procedures and um therapies out there such as like physical therapy occupational therapy yeah. speech and language um, therapy because yeah as we have mentioned um one of the other disorders that might um arise with cerebral palsy diagnosis is intellectual um impairment yeah so being able to speak to a speech and language therapy would definitely help them.
1: So you said that you said earlier that someone can present signs really early in life. So like at what age do you think someone might show signs and what might those first sort of initial signs be? Like what can we look out for?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so from from the research that I have done, it seems that like from even, like, the age of, like, two years, if not um, older, mm-hmm. you can start to see, like, you can start to get an understanding of whether or not your child does have cerebral palsy yeah. because they might not be reaching milestones that might be met at that age. Such as? Um, not being able to crawl. Yeah. Um, not being able to, like, uh, sort of, like, move themselves, you know, yeah. uh, roll around.
1: yes, guess someone, if you're two years old, you, you can walk by then, so... Yeah, someone who like is obviously quite young and is showing signs of CP possibly might not be able to walk by exactly. the age of two. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And does this last for someone's whole life? Like, is there, there's no cure for it? Is there? Like, it
3: Unfortunately, all- at this time, there is no cure. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, as it is, Cell Policy Awareness Month one of the like one of the key factors and why it's so important for this month is bringing awareness to it, which can then lead to further research yeah. into this diagnosis.
1: Yeah. And someone who has CP can end up in a wheelchair, that's correct?
3: That is correct. It depends on the severity level.
1: Yeah. So I guess on that, Min, you would know best about this. In terms of helping someone who has CP find a home, mm-hmm. What kind of SEO home would you suggest for someone living with CP?
2: So, mild, um, if it's a mild disability, if it's a mild cerebral palsy symptom, we're mm-hmm. looking at improved mobility. Yeah. Um, but if they're wheelchair bound, which is yeah. going to be rare, I think, right? Sorry? Wheelchair bound?
3: Oh, well, yes. Like... Rare. So, it'd be, it'd, be,
2: it'd be rare to have someone who has cerebral palsy in a wheelchair. And if they are, if they are, they would be in a fully accessible home.
1: They wouldn't be in HPS.
2: Oh, yeah, fully accessible or HPS. Home. Yeah.
3: Sorry, uh, you were just asking. Um, you were just talking about how a person um, who has been diagnosed with self-policy, they might be um, wheelchair bound. Um, in my experience, I have seen a few people who have been in wheelchairs uh-huh. that do um, display signs of self-policy. Okay. Um, so it really depends case by case. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: So it's not like a uncommon, common yeah. sort of thing. It's so dependent. like like all
2: things in the NDIS, you have got to prove a participant and their family must prove to the NDIS mm. why they need a certain particular um, living environment, like yeah. an apartment or a house, shared or not, and they uh, um, wheelchair friendly house. So it all comes mm. back to the condition. Yeah. Yeah,
1: one hundred percent. Um. I guess another thing would be like important organize. If you wanted to research more about CP, or even if you think maybe someone in your life, like a child or a younger sibling or something, might have CP, uh, I guess Shannon, you would probably know most. What are some important organizations that people can, you know,
3: go to? They can look at. I think probably the most um, popular resource that um, a person can have access to is. A website called Cell Palsy League, mm-hmm. although I think they have rebranded themselves to Choice, Passion, and Life. Okay. But if you just um, search Cell Palsy League into Google, yeah. it'll give you um, a website that'll give you more information as well as um, even access to carers um, okay. that will come visit yeah. your home. Wow.
1: Yeah, that's excellent. That's the, really good. I want to
2: add there's another cerebral palsy um, organization called Cerebral Palsy Alliance. Yeah. So www.cerebralpalsy.org.au. So they're a non-profit organisation that provides services to thousands of people who have cerebral palsy. Yeah, wow. But I, I want to add also to, so that our listeners can can know that SDA funding only applies to 18 years of age or over. Yeah. So as you can see here with our our research, or the research, um, it happens mostly when they're young children or, or unborn. So if if you're gonna have cerebral palsy, you when you're born, you it's really at a young age.
3: Yes, absolutely. So yeah. so
2: those those children who are one to seventeen who have cerebral palsy, they only have the services of, of NDIS support services mm. um, from a care point of view, and that's I mean.
3: Well, they'll have um, services such yes. as, um, you know, a carer coming into home mm-hmm. the home maybe of a morning to help yep. um, get them ready for school yes. or of an afternoon getting them ready for, you know, bedtime. Yeah. Or yeah. they might have like um, Saturday recreational activities mm-hmm. that gives, um, you know, the parents uh, time for themselves and something fun for the kids to do over the weekend or, mm. you know, holidays.
2: So families will have to, put self-care really is encouraging the children to, to live and work independently while living at home but when yeah. they hit that 18 years of age then they are allowed to apply for SDA funding which allows them to live separately yeah so yeah. so
1: cerebral palsy like as we said can occur really early in someone's mm-hmm. life like up until 2 years old they mm-hmm. can develop it what are some ways that someone
3: you know might de- like develop cerebral palsy so it could likely be done through um like uh Brain damage or the brain not developing correctly. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: in- injury to the unborn baby's head, a stroke in the baby, blood clots, blood supply, yeah the I suppose it, in the mother.
1: It could also probably be um, like pregnancy, you know, if, it, if there's a problem during pregnancy that occurs, mm. that could not, I won't say likely cause it, but that could be one of the causes mm-hmm. of that
3: happening. And also, um, as with a lot of other um, disabilities, the older that the mother is pregnant with the child, um, the greater the risk is to oh, yeah, developing okay. any kind of disability. Yeah, yeah, so if
2: I can read this list here for everyone to hear mm. increased risk. So there are some things that can increase a baby's risk of being born with cerebral palsy, and that is like um, mother being eight, over 30, 35 years of age, mm-hmm. um, the mother having unusually low blood pressure and or high blood pressure. Uh, a twin, multiple pregnancies, low birth weight, uh, being born prematurely.
1: Yeah, a lot a lot of problems can arise from yeah, so, premature births, for mm. sure.
2: So there you go.
1: Oh, there's a... There's a um,
2: yeah. Cerebral palsy day. Cerebral palsy day. day. World, world day. I didn't know that. Yeah. On the sixth When's that? Of, 6th, 6th of October. October.
1: Yeah. yeah,
2: wow. Um, but next month is autism. Autism, autism awareness, awareness Month, awareness, correct, yeah.
1: yeah. That's, that's really important. Autism is a yeah, really... Which
2: is number one... Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the, um, it affects the-
1: so many people. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it's really, really big.
2: Mm.
1: Um, so we'll definitely do another podcast on that. Mm hmm. All right. Is there anything else anyone wanted to add?
2: No, I think we're pretty, yeah, we've, we've covered our little awareness podcast today and mm-hmm. I hope um, our listeners can have a better better understanding of what this is all about. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and we'll put some links in the description for this episode that I think everyone should really go and look at and learn some more because it's it's a really huge disability that's really important. So thanks everyone for listening and thank you for joining us, guys.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure that you are subscribed and following us so that you can keep in the loop with all of our upcoming episodes. We would really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating, a written review, and to share this episode with those that can benefit. Until next time, catch you on the next episode.